0: Welcome back in to another episode of your new favorite podcast. Uh, for the new Dodger fan around here, I am your host, Young Stud. Once again, accompanied by my co-host, Jacob Lopez. Episode number three of Dodging Through the Ravine. Coming out a little later than usual. Again, we don't have a, a, you know, a set uh, time schedule just yet. But I think we will ramp it up to two podcasts week during the regular season that's to be determined but more than likely two podcasts per week as long as everything goes good here uh we know we enjoy doing this talking dodger baseball and giving you the dodger fix so jacob welcome in. how you doing
1: doing pretty well doing pretty well just honestly been a little sore doing some workouts recently but i'm pretty i'm pretty excited for the the season to come up you know those two podcasts a week i think it'll be pretty fun you know being able to talk about multiple games in one sitting. So that'll be fun.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. You know, podcasting is, you know, I've been really getting hooked on podcasts now ever since I revamped this podcast and just made it uh, all Dodgers. So uh, looking forward to it. Baseball season is right around the corner. We are already in February. So spring training starts this month. Uh, The players will report to camp in about a couple of weeks. And we're looking forward to it, getting baseball back, getting back to Dodger Stadium, nothing like that. So, three topics today, as we usually do, along with some other news and notes. The main story today that we will will dive in and discuss is going to be about Dave Roberts. And Dave Roberts, again, a pretty controversial topic amongst Dodger fans. And myself included, you know, I'm pretty... Pretty uh, pretty, you know, not I'm not not hostile. What's the word? I'm pretty uh, critical. They are pretty critical of, critical. Uh, critical of my team and my players more than any other team, right? Because I see them the most. And uh, really critical of Dave Roberts and the job that he's done over the last eight years now going into 2023. And we've had one championship in a short season. It has to be noted. It accounts just as much as any other championship, but it was a short season. So you and
1: know, in that World Series, it counts as a World Series for them. So why wouldn't it for us, you know?
0: Absolutely. And again, the Dodgers over 162 games have done really good. They've been the best team in baseball. In fact, over the 162 game season in his tenure but that does not translate into postseason success. And, again, I'm tired. Of, I'm really tired of hearing the narrative of, all. That's baseball. can't win them all. And I get that. Obviously, you're not going every single year. But I don't think it's too much to ask for at least another championship in the last even 10 years, going back to the Darnie baseball days. Especially in the day Roberts' days, this team should have won at least one more championship. And I don't want to hear about the cheating scandal because I'm over that already. And... Fact I'm matter, not
1: over right? it. It's a fact. Cheating scandals out there.
0: Are you? Are you still mad about the seventeen season? Oh yeah. Oh
1: yeah. So Two championships, still... right there. Boom. Two championships, right there. Boom.
0: Okay, I was, I was mad at one point too. I was like really mad, and and we saw the Astros in twenty one, and you know, I kind of, kind of. Let it all out, and then the Astros made the World Series in 21 and 22, and it's like, okay, well, are they really? They're not obviously cheating. They're a great team. They they keep proving it, making more World Series appearances than us. There, there's no reason to really be mad or blame that because that's just a lame excuse at this point. That's how I see. It. I see the 17 scandal as a lame excuse as to why they lost. Because if you just go back and look at that series, that 17 World Series in particular, you will see glaring mistakes that the team made and the Astros, you know, converted on.
1: I don't disagree, but you're not swinging for a home run on a 3-2 count, bro. Like, that's just... (laughs) sorry, You're not swinging for a home run on a 3-2 count in Game 7, bro. There's no way that's happening.
0: Yeah, and again, I'm not speaking for everybody. I'm not saying don't be mad or don't hate the Astros anymore, but just from my perspective, I, I have pretty much moved on, and I think it's pretty much also been proven that the Dodgers continue to lose, even despite the so-called cheating that they were cheated out of World Series in 2017, and even 2018 to a degree. But even that series, you will find glaring mistakes that were made by Dave Roberts, and it's been a a topic of conversation whether or not Dave Roberts actually calls the shots and whether or not it's the front office, Andrew Fiedman, and whatnot. And so, entering the 23 season, do you believe Dave Roberts is on the hot seat? Do you believe it's win or bust? Do you think the front office will have the guts to fire Dave Roberts
1: if they do not win a World Series this year? So, to answer that question, let me, let me take you back to the 2018 World Series where Dave Roberts pulled Rich Hill. It's the same situation as when he pulled Tyler Anderson versus the Padres. Like, what are you doing? Your pitcher's out there balling out, Yeah, you're, you're making the decision to pull him out. Now, that comes down to, is it, is it Dave Roberts making that decision, or is it the high office? Because if it's the high office, then Dave Roberts is just a puppet for them. In the In the big-time situations, the playoff calls – if the front office is making the calls, then what is Dave Roberts, just some guy to go out there and take out the pitcher? So, yes and no. No because of that reason, but yes because if he like if this team doesn't start doing anything, like maybe front office blames Dave Roberts so they don't get as much heat. But you know, there's been there's been too many times where the front office has been statistical and numerical with the game of baseball. When that's not how baseball should be. Baseball is a game where, if you got Tyler Anderson balling out for five innings, you don't be worried about the next game in a do-or-die elimination. Like, I I still don't see sense in a do-or-die game where you're like, okay, let's pull our in, let's pull our starter after five. We'll put him in in two games later if we make it, if we make it. So, no, I don't. To to put it. To put it straight up, no, I don't think Dave Roberts' job is on the stake.
0: Well, there you go. And uh, you made a great point with going back to the last series that we played in 22 against the Padres. Tyler Anderson was in cruise control versus San Diego. Now, his pitch count was getting up there. It was about, I think, 90 pitches, 80 pitch. It was something like that. It don't matter. It don't yeah, matter I, when I it's think for five innings. It was like 85 pitches. He still had a lot more in the tank. And, and, and again, it's a do-or-die game. You don't worry about next month or next week or the next game. You go out there and you win that game with the best players that will put you in the position to do that. And Tyler Anderson was doing that, and uh, Dave Roberts yanked him. And we all saw it coming, right? We all saw it coming that once Tyler Anderson was out of the game, we all knew that the Padres were going to somehow win the game, and they did because Dave Roberts – goes into the circus of the bullpen, not calling the guys down there a circus, but you go into a circus of guys coming out for really no reason. You're just taxing. You're just giving them an advantage, really. And you could say it's a disadvantage to the hitters. You're seeing many arms. But really, over a series, they're going to get used to those arms, which they did, obviously. Nobody on the Dodgers staff went past five innings in that four-game series. And... It was, it was just rhetorical. It was rhetorical, and I was very pissed, or very mad, I should say, uh, at that decision by Dave Roberts. And it's not the only decision he's made. He's made tons like that, as you mentioned, 2018 Game 4, World Series. I was there at Rich Hill, uh, cruising through six innings. Cruising, absolutely cruising. Shutting, I think was, been, I think the Red Sox might score one run or a shutout. I th- yeah, I think it was a shutout. And then he brings in Ryan Madison was really awful that series and Mitch Moore eventually hits a three-run home run I believe it was and uh the rest is history but we could go on and on through his playoff mistakes and whatnot and really my answer is my short answer is no my short answer is also no because the front office and A. Roberts work together they're not yep. like they're a cohesive unit. They are, her, they are a cohesive unit. They work together with their, as you mentioned, their numerical uh, statistics, uh, what is it called, analytics. And uh, they work together, and they really are not against each other at all. And as long as Andrew Friedman is there and Brandon Gomes, the GM, and I don't see Dave Roberts getting any heat. Obviously, Stan Caston, Mark Walter don't really care all that much. About whether or not Dave Roberts is doing a good job. You know, I, I'm really skeptical if Dave Roberts is the one calling the shots. Because again, they say Dave Roberts is, but then they say they also run in the show, but then they don't run. The so who really knows at this point? I guess we may never know. But uh, again, Dave Roberts, I will like a new manager. Let me just say that. I will like a new manager. I want a new manager after. Well, I've been wanting to manage for a while now, but uh,
1: they continue. There's another couple of Roberts pulling, you know. He, he pulled Kershaw on a perfect game stretch, so injury, uh, you know, that's – you know, it's it's Clayton Kershaw on his back, but, you know, you got Clayton Kershaw doing a perfect game in the last years of his career, you know, like, let him. Let him do it, so.
0: You know, I'm just getting really frustrated now as he continue to talk about Dave Roberts, like – <laughs>
1: He pulled yeah, Kershaw but...
0: from a perfect game. That's that's wild.
1: What was it? Seven innings Kershaw threw, or was it six? Yeah, with seven innings. Two six more batters, six more batters, and like, oh man, like Kershaw's reputation, his his legend in LA. Uh oh, hmm, what could have been? What could have been?
0: Yeah, that that's that's enough for Dave Roberts. So. End of the story, moral of the story. I don't think Dave Roberts is on the hot seat. Um, again, Agreed. we'll see if they have the guts to make that move if the Dodgers fall short again. I believe the expectation is to get to the World Series. Despite having a so-called weaker team, the expectation is still World Series, I believe. And so till that changes, I don't think Dave Roberts is going anywhere. As we move on, Guys who are not going anywhere this year, Max Muncy and CT3. Now, Max Muncie has had a bit of an up-and-down tenure with the Dodgers since coming up in 2018. He just burst onto the scene. had a great year. And 21, tw- 22, that is, was a down season for Max Muncy. He's had a couple of down seasons. You know, he had like 20, 25 home runs, and then he'll burst on for like 35 home runs. And so I'm very really critical of Max Muncy because his defense isn't all that great. His strikeouts are insane. And like the other guy that I mentioned, CT3, they both led the team last year in strikeouts. They are one and two. These guys strike out way too much, and that's frustrating when you have to put the ball in play. And, and Max Muncy and CT3 came up in spots last year that they didn't put the ball in play in playoffs. That was a huge problem, and the Padres did. And so... Max Muncy is going to have an elevated role. CT3 will continue to be self. I believe he'll he'll platoon in the outfield, play some infield maybe. But so who do you think is is more likely to bounce back this year, Max Muncy or Chris Taylor?
1: You know, I I see I can honestly see both of them bouncing back, but the player with more Oh man, Chris Taylor. I really want to say Max Muncy, but Chris Taylor you know, he he just got married to his fiance. You know, he's he still he's got that extension, that four-year contract. And I, I think he's I think he's really due to like have a bigger utility role with the Dodgers, infield and outfield. But, you know, just that you just that you, utility guy. He's able to play outfield and infield. You give Trace Thompson a rest day, go ahead and throw Chris Taylor in left field. Let's say you want Max Muncie off at second, because Miguel's at third base, go ahead and put Chris Taylor in like it's just he he's he can play anywhere and if he's hot with a stick it's an amazing stick you know 2021 wild card game versus the cardinals you know that that was amazing like I always remember that walk off home run and you know I just even though max muncy has the power and he can he can hit 30 home runs a year i think it's going to be chris taylor
0: yeah I uh, you know what that's gonna be my pick as well. I'm gonna go Chris Taylor, and this is no slack to Max Muncy. Muncy should improve because if he doesn't, that's a problem. But and again, there's no shift next year, and a lot of you know batted balls that Muncy hits is into the shift, and they were shifting him a lot. But so his numbers should improve. But I'm gonna go with Chris Taylor again. Chris Taylor was hurt last season quite a bit. He did miss some time, and might have been going with it. some things off the field. We don't know, but. Chris Taylor, when he's on, he's a versatile player. He puts the ball in play. He could hit a home run every now and then. Play some solid defense out in the outfield. Chris Taylor, I'm looking forward to a bounce back here from Chris Taylor because the Dodgers really need that, especially with their weakened outfield depth for now. There's not really many marquee names out there. They've got a couple of guys that are on the bubble of uh, being full-time starters in the outfield. And so if Chris Taylor can step up again and be the Chris Taylor that we know, that'll be huge for the Dodgers. And, and really, Max Muncy, I think, is the bigger factor. But I think Chris Taylor is more likely to bounce back.
1: If, if Chris Taylor is more, more so based with his glove and bat, overall, I'd say he's like 100% the better player. Chris Taylor making a dive and play in the outfield, and then coming up to hit a home run, which he's fully capable of. I like that. Max Muncy, even though he just got the recent contract extension, you know, he got that one-year ten million, second second-year club option. I just, his, his, like, all the years of his glove performance, it's just, I, it's Chris Taylor all day.
0: Yeah, I think Max Muncy is a free agent next year, or a club option, like you said, next year. So this is a it year for him if he wants to be back here. And Chris Taylor is entering second year of his four year deal that we gave him that extension for $75 million. So it's a big it year. So it was for 75? Chris- yeah, I believe it was, might have been, actually might have been 60. It okay. was one of those 60 or 75, four years. And uh so, you know, the big contract, it's a big year for Chris Taylor to live up to that contract. He's going to be here for a while, at least another three seasons, inter- including this year. So, Chris Taylor. Two- Go ahead.
1: No, I was just saying, like you're right. He's here for the next three seasons, one, two, and three next seasons.
0: Yep. So uh, he's part of the uh, the core, per se. So looking forward to those guys hopefully bouncing back because the Dodgers are like, going to need them. If they want to make a deep run into the World Series, they're going to need those guys to come up and contribute. Moving on to a signing that happened this past week, Tony Gonsalin was signed for two years at six and a half million dollars, basically taking him into his arbitration years or to the end of his arbitration years where he'll become a free agent after the 2024 season. So they void arbitration, and to me, this is a pretty banging deal six and a half million dollars for Tony Gonsalin. If you could get the first half, of Tony Gonsalin, that'd be amazing. But again, I just don't know what to expect with Tony Gonsalin, you know, he's like a mixed bag. Sometimes he could be mixed bag. And he's a little shaky. You know, he's not going to overpower you with the velocity he pitches. But uh, when Tony's on, he is on. And I don't mind this move at all. It's interesting, though, at least for next year, what is Tony Gonsolin's role? We don't know that yet. Yeah, it's, it's too early to predict his role, especially with who will be here, who will not be here, Kershaw, Rios. Those guys may not even come back. So maybe that's why they did this move, because they need a guy to be in that rotation with a couple of guys coming off the books this season. What do you think about Tony Gonsolin two years?
1: You know, I, I, I like the two year extension, but I, I believe the contract was 6.65, which is, you know, that's not bad for someone who's, you know, first all-star year came up, but I do kind of feel it as a bit of an underpay, but so what you said about how Kershaw and Urias might not be here next season, it is uh, it is a smart deal by the Dodgers. you know. So let's say worse things worse. Uh, well, I guess it wouldn't be worse if Kershaw retired, but let's say Kershaw goes to the Rangers. Julio leaves as well. We have Gonsolin, May, and then maybe Syndergaard will resign as well. So having Tony Gonsolin on that two-year deal, it does shape up a bit of the rotation for next season. For the for the following season after this one,
0: yeah, it's a piece in the in the rotation that they can have in there if Tony does take another level up from this year. Uh, again, we haven't even touched on guys like Bobby Miller or Gavin Stone. Uh, we saw Ryan
1: Pepio last year.
0: Not super Ryan impressed Pepe. with Ryan Pepio, but he has potential, I suppose.
1: He was really good, Ryan Pepio. I think he can uh, he can definitely be like a fourth or third starter. Next year, if Kershaw and Urias leave in that scenario.
0: Yeah, Michael Grove was decent as well. So that's 2024. Don't forget, Walkie Bueller will be back in 2024. So uh, that's another arm that will be in the rotation for the 24 season. Looking forward to seeing Walkie Bueller back. Gonna miss him. But uh, other news and notes Chris Woodward is back in the Dodge organization. He went to go manage the Texas Rangers. Didn't go so well for him, but he's back with the Dodgers. I believe where he does belong, you know, I'm a big fan of Chris Woodward. I did like him at third base. <clears throat> the Dodgers got Dino Evil. Uh, Chris Woodward did grow up in SoCal, a Dodgers fan, I believe, and uh, it's good to have him back.
1: Yeah, I, um, you know, I'm just kind of, I don't know if I feel bad or if I should laugh at Corey Seager, you know. It's kind of the guy who influenced him to go to Texas and – $325 million, of course. But, you know, that was – at the time, that was going to be his manager. I think he thought differently of him, like, being there for half of his Texas time, if you get me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think Corey's all right. You know, he's got $325 million. Bruce Bochy is the manager now. He's a really – he's a Hall of Fame manager. So, I think –
1: Oh, I Bruce Bochy Coach. is the Rangers manager? Yeah. Oh, I did not hear about that. That's – okay, yeah, the Rangers could – Oh shit, dude. That's sorry about that. Sorry, but that's
0: Yeah, it's 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 crazy because he retired and then he came back. Yeah,
1: I was gonna say he retired with the Giants, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, they had a World Series manager now. That's that's good for them. But yeah, I don't I believe Chris Woodward is the he's like a special assistant to somebody in the front office.
0: He's something, something. And then uh, Bob Guerin was also – Bob Guerin is not going to be the bench coach anymore. You know, Bob Guerin is kind of always next to – well, always next to Dave Roberts in the dugout. Number eight. So, uh are He will not be there next season, next to Dave Roberts. So, they look a little weird. It's, it's going to be a whole new season. There's no JT. There's no Cody. No Trey Turner. It's going to be a, some weird times. Oh.
1: No Tyler Anderson.
0: It's going to be a different team. But, uh... Hope I Raiders. think the
1: one that Audra fans are heard about the most is, um, Hanzer Alburo. Har-har.
0: <laughs> Hanser, I, I'm... I, I can do it without Hanzer. I'll be alright. <laughs> Bye-bye, Hanzer. Yeah, he was... You know, he's pretty ass. Yeah. Uh... We'll be alright without him, but... Uh that's pretty much all I got. Anything
1: else you wanna add? Um no, that's pretty much it. You know, I think I don't really know what type of role Chris Woodward is gonna have in the front office, but you know, he had some success with us in the past, so I think uh I think it's a good move, you know, bringing him back.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um the Dodgers do have a decent group of people in the Upper, upper brass, and, uh, again, I'm very critical of them because I expect championships. I don't expect to be losing the first round or losing the World Series or the CS. I expect championships and very hard on my team because I devote a lot of time into the team. We, we devote a lot of money into the team, and so we expect great results, and uh, that's really all it is.
1: Yeah, so those $20 Modellos, we better be getting a World Series.
0: Yeah, they actually raised ticket prices. So,
1: there you go. Yeah, I got nothing else, man. That's that's pretty much it for me. Yeah, so
0: that's going to be all for us, y'all. I hope you guys did enjoy the podcast. Again, if you're new here, please be sure to review and rate our podcast. Five stars would be very much appreciated. Because we are Dodger fans. We are always at the stadium watching the ball games, always watching the games from home. And we're always... Always cover the Dodgers, and we will cover the Dodgers all year long 24 7. So, with that being said, I will talk to you guys again next week on Dodging Through the Ravine. Go Dodgers.
1: Go Dodgers. Have a good one.